Hello, ladies. The Big Balboski here. And right now, you're listening to the Matt Madness Podcast. They talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Talking all of this madness. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Matt Madness Wrestling Podcast. I am your host, Ron Pashery, and with me this week are my good friends. Uh, normally, I would say Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Agina. I know you guys do not have access to our Skype call right now, but <laughs> he is straight up Mario from Super Mario Brothers. So, welcome. <laughs> <laughs> it's a me, <laughs> And I wish you guys had heard how hard I laughed when I first saw it. Um, <laughs> also on the show, as always, Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. Uh, a week from Sunday is Survivor Series. Um, before we talk about any wrestling stuff, though, little bit of housekeeping please subscribe on itunes please leave a five-star rating and review um i have come to the conclusion i think over the past few days i know we've talked about it a lot on, a lot on the show mostly jokingly i'm starting to believe that brian gerard james truly does listen to the show <laughs> every week and you're just now coming to that realization well, I, I, I think that where, where I'm going with this, though, is like I think he wants to silence me, <laughs> and I think he wants to put an end to this podcast, because like first, you know, we all, we all know that the product has not been the best for the last year, and has not been that enjoyable. Then we get the stupid... Triple H, Michael Hickenbottom, Undertaker, and Kane <laughs> thing. Now we get Brock as the Universal Champ again. Um, I, I don't, I don't get it. And now, what I will say is, I said months ago, I thought Brock would be the Universal Champion going into his match with Daniel Cormier, and it looks like maybe that could end up being true. Still, like. Can either of you give me, like, a really good reason, like, why I, I should care about any of this? Because I don't feel like they're doing anything to the best of their ability. Am I, am I being too negative? Pash. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Question. Okay. When did you start watching wrestling again? Uh, 2000, I started watching a little bit in 13 when the network came out and I dove in like full time again in 2014. Okay. So one storyline, right? Mm -hmm. Daniel Bryan. Yes. Excellent. Was anything else good at that time? Well, uh, I mean, I, I enjoyed the Shield Evolution stuff, um, yes. and obviously there was Seth leaving the Shield, and I loved Seth's run uh, solo. Um, 
But like right at that time, there probably wasn't a whole lot besides that, if I really think about it. So it's really not that. So if we're only talking about one storyline that mattered and you stuck through all of that, I don't think it should be that hard to stick through this. So basically what you're saying is it's really no worse now than it was five years ago. Uh, I feel like five years ago, if I look back, it might have been worse. At least now we're really like we get quality matches from time to time. But we we tend to just focus on a lot of the crap at times. That's true. And I guess also I may be looking at it where in 2013 it was like new to me all over again. And it's not new to me like the. It's not shiny and new to me anymore like it was in 2013 and 14. So that that is a good way to look at it. Alo, what what do you think? Um, I kind of agree with Prep because WWE in 2013 and maybe from 2011 to now has just been eh. Like from the 2011 to 2013, you care about CM Punk, but that fizzled out after what a year or so. And like Prep said about the Daniel Bryan stuff, and you said the Shield stuff, well, the Rollins stuff. You know, there have been moments like the, the Cena, um, Owens stuff. But other than that, WWE has been lackluster. It's just the fact that we've been behind everybody that they've had, you know. And they, they didn't make as many as bad decisions that we don't care about as they do now. Now, for example, like the whole Brock thing, nobody cares about Brock anymore, especially on this panel. I, I, I'm not against him facing AJ again at Survivor Series. I'm all for that because I really did enjoy that match. We'll get to that a little bit later probably. But the only, the only consistent in WWE is in what you fell in love with was with, with NXT. So NXT has been consistent ever since the network even came out. They've always hit it out the park. I know Richie says if you need your wrestling fix, just watch NXT. But NXT, no matter what, to, no, matter, no matter what, is still going to be kind of secondary to anybody. Over over WWE, so it's like it's like uh, I think it was Donovan who said that WWE is like your wife or something, but everything else is like your side chick, and you just kind of got to slide <laughs> out every now and then. I think it was Donovan who said that. I and think it that, was too. It, it, it's, it's the truth. So I don't agree, I don't disagree with Prep at all, but I am very disinterested right now because it's that whole holding pattern. Because now it's clear that they have really no idea what they're going what they're doing. Because they're expecting Roman to be out for a year, a year or two. That's, that's what they're preparing for. So, and it was so last minute, and they had to scramble around. And in a few months, could it be better? Yeah, but you know, I don't really trust these people anymore. There are things that can get us excited, but it's like it's like we always say: "Is hey, you like Daniel Bryan? We'll send Daniel Bryan out there. Uh, you like AJ Styles? We'll send him out there." And they're not doing anything. That's the problem it is nowadays. It wasn't like that. Maybe around 2013, like like prep, like you and Prep are talking about. Yeah, I think like one of the things that also is getting to me. This is kind of like a just an analogy. Like, so I've talked, I talked a lot about on this show about how much I hated my previous job, and there's like a part of me that's worried that in a couple months I'm just going to be at some other job I hate and be right back where I started, basically. And I was so disinterested and disillusioned with Brock as the champion for all that time. And, like, now it's just there again. And 
Like, I think it's, like, a similar feeling that I have. It's like, what what are we even doing here if this guy just keep en- keeps ending up with the, in the top spot on the show that we have to watch every week? Like, I think that's that's where, like, this week I was like, you have to be kidding me. Like, what what am I doing with my life that I'm watching this every week? That, to me, is this specific thing. And Brock in 2013 was, like, interesting to me. Um... I I mean I loved the Wyatt family in two thousand like I loved the the Wyatt family John Cena feud at that time when we started, but I do I do think you guys are right that it's not if like if we woke up tomorrow and it was two thousand thirteen and we had to watch a two thousand like a, you know November two thousand thirteen Monday Night Raw we probably would actually say a lot of the same things like it wouldn't be that much different yeah now see if we could if we could go back in time and, and had this show back then <laughs> <laughs> pass with hey Dwayne, give me I would, Dwayne. <laughs> we, we would have had we would have had to review wrestlemania 29 that one match show okay, we would have yes. to review that we did. We did we have? review that one on a throwback or no? No, we had, twenty-eight. No, we, we did. Yeah, we had twenty-eight. You, yeah, we had to re WrestleMania twenty-nine. The the trash that was, except for one or two matches. Uh, what else was terrible back then? Yeah, there was. We would have went through a lot. <laughs> it it wouldn't sound much different than what today is. But even in even in everyone's beloved Attitude Era, there was only probably maybe three things going on that were really really good anyway. And in retrospect, the stuff on the undercard, you'd be like, who booked this? What is this? Because <laughs> even now, I'm just like, oh, my God, who booked this crap? I feel like, we just, loved it. I feel like you just gave me an idea for another podcast, <laughs> which is it doesn't have to be wrestling, but just like do a podcast as if it is like five years ago or ten years ago. Almost like you're playing a character from ten years ago. I don't know how that. I don't know what that would look like. I don't know what that would be, but I find it interesting. Um, all right, I'll try to be a little bit less negative. And the one, the one thing that I could look at that might be a positive is, I am like I have no desire to watch Survivor Series at all, even though I will watch it. Really? And yeah, and I, but I think what it will end up doing is because I'm just like, ah, whatever, who cares? It can't disappoint me. It will only be good because I don't have high expectations that it's going to fall short of. It can only be better than my level of disinterest. And it will probably make me more excited for the shows following directly after I am looking forward to like one match. Definitely. And as we get closer, maybe after Raw and SmackDown next week, I'll I'll be excited about more. Um, one th- one thing, Pash. Mm-hmm. If we if we did, had this show back in 2013, we would have had discussed the rise of Ryback. <laughs> <coughs> oh, and you would hate it. You're right. That would have been some good content, though. I feel like. Yeah, the the way Lad talks about Bob is what he, the questions we kind of got. We would have got from him about. <laughs> he would have been giving us Ryback questions every yeah. week. <laughs> I feel like he should give us a Ryback question next week. Uh, I'm hoping. And honestly, he might <laughs> now. Now that it's come up. Um, all right. So the the thing I'm most excited about 
heading into Survivor Series is Ronda Rousey and Becky Lynch. Does anyone else feel like Becky Lynch was born to be this character? Yes. Like this is she this is, is who she was best. always supposed to be. Yes, absolutely. Um, Alo, Alo, does that go on the list for promo of the year? Yes. Well, by the way, I'm glad Prep brought that up for a second because I have a new award that I'm adding this year, the most underutilized award. And the whole roster is, is nominated. <laughs> Everybody. <laughs> Except Zack Ryder. <laughs> yeah. You, yes. He hasn't been on TV in how long, and you probably still think he's overutilized. Is <laughs> yes. he even still signed? Yeah, he does, he does that uh, that figure it out show. He stole that from us. I know. Ours is way better. <laughs> that boy wanted to be me so bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, Prep, I know you are especially excited about this. So I'm going to go to you first just to give me some of your some of your feelings about this match and the build that they've kind of done so far. So Ronda Rousey had a promo, but leading up to the promo, Ronda Rousey tried. <laughs> she tried so hard to like be have some type of relevancy on uh, Instagram and Twitter, like posting against Becky, because we all remember that post where uh, Becky posted Ronda Rousey following her. So for me, Becky uh, Ronda Rousey was just trying to be like, oh, I can be funny too. Like, let me post a million different pay per view posters and hope <laughs> that you know people think this is funny that I'm doing this. Yeah, which. I thought she just tried way too hard. And then when it came to her promo, it was good. But she could have cut 80% of it and said the same thing, you know, with 20% of the words that she actually used. That's one of my notes is they overwrite for Rhonda way too much. Yeah, and, and her delivery was great. Uh, you know me, I look at aesthetics a lot. Uh, I really liked Rhonda with her hair finally down. When it's all tied up and braided tight, I don't like it. I th- like, she's really pretty. Like, have her hair down and make her look like a woman. Yeah. So that that was my one, like, nitpick about that promo. But Becky's promo. Woo! <laughs> I tried. I was I was just searching vociferously <laughs> for a transcription of it because if I if I would have found one, it would have been worth going over every word in the promo because it was so good. But my one takeaway, like her saying that she was gonna take her arm, like I'm never going to get tired of that line for people who have armbar finishers and her delivery throughout the whole promo, her body language, she her her like new. I don't know if this is like really, really new ring gear, like the shorts with the fishnets and then the boots. I dig it, though. Like I said, aesthetically fantastic. The shirt the I'm the man shirt. <laughs> it, You know, I'm not I'm not going to take credit for this because my buddies at post wrestling said it 
but it had that like Austin 316 vibe yep. where it was like just real simple, you know, blocky font. It said, I'm the man. And how she explained how that's like a that's like something you say when it's like when you're important, like I'm the man. Mm-hmm. Like it's not a gender thing. It's not anything <clears throat> like that. But it, it just made sense. You know what else I and- like about that? That Charlotte has been saying for years, like, to be the woman, you got to beat the woman, correct? Yeah. And I love that, like, Becky went, like, one higher. Like, this isn't even about being a woman. This is just about being the best. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and honestly, she's the best. She's, they should main event Survivor Series. I after agree. this, after seeing these, these two promos... I don't even want to see Charlotte versus Ronda. This is the match. I'll get to Charlotte versus Ronda in a bit. <laughs> and and I, I'm going to say it. I'm going to be very upset if uh, Ronda doesn't get her first loss. <laughs> oh, the, the whole internet will be. Because I'm, I'm booking this right now. Uh, Ron, uh, Becky would probably tap like her foot underneath the rope. So, so she technically didn't lose. Or some hokey finish like that. I was thinking more of like a Nia Jax, like maybe does something to mess Ronda up. I'm not sure. We'll see what happens. So that was one of my notes. Real quick before you give your thoughts, Alo. Like I like that Nia Jax is hanging over this. Um, and that's one of my feelings is like maybe she plays some sort of role in the match, but Alo, like, how do you feel about Ronda and Becky? Yeah, like Prep said, I, I'm going to echo a lot of stuff he said. I loved every second of it. I didn't have a problem with Ronda's promo at all. Uh, I'm not sure if she wrote that herself again, because reports said that her Nikki Bella promo, that was all her. But I did like it. I, I like the fact that she kind of showed the differences between her and Becky. But Becky, I thought, destroyed her <laughs> after the fact because this is the one thing about uh, Becky against Ron. It kind of it's kind of going to it's kind of going to seem a lot like the Charlotte in Becky stuff, and the and the reason why Charlotte kept getting booed against um, Becky was because it's so hard to cheer for her, cheer for Charlotte over Becky because Charlotte was giving so so much. You know, even though Ronda paved her way in the MMA world, in WWE, she was given so much so quickly. So I, it's a lot easier to get behind Becky than it is to get behind Ronda. And when, Be- when Becky t- Ronda talked about Becky's job and stuff, and we can all relate to those jobs because we relate to those things because in life we all have a dream, but we might not get there for maybe 10, 15 years. And we have to kind of keep ourselves afloat for the most part. So I really did enjoy how Becky brought in the realism to it. And the line where she said that uh, you might be the baddest bitch on the planet, but, but I'm going to make you my bitch. I was yeah. like, okay, that's <laughs> it. I'm so I am super amped for this match at Survivor Series. <laughs> Survivor Series, I don't think can really disappoint <clears throat> at this point. I really don't think so. Yeah, and I don't remember the exact word she used, but like she said, like I wasn't. I wasn't the one that was like chosen to be here, but here I am. Like I wasn't yeah. the one supposed to main event, but here I am. I wasn't supposed to be the champ, but here I am. Yeah, I thought she was excellent. Uh, I really can't add too much to how good the the promos were because I really enjoyed both of them. I think like they are 
very clear cut defined characters in this story um it's funny because they really do want becky to be like the heel so to speak but they're just never going to be able to do it because it really is like it's it's a little bit similar to the way i felt about sasha banks's story in nxt like she was the nice girl the happy girl the girl that was just like thrilled to be there and then she realized like oh wait everybody's past me I have to try to get what's mine. And she had to have like a little more of an edge to her, which led to the boss. It's kind of in a way similar to what Becky is doing now. Like I have to do what I have to do to get mine because I, I haven't been getting it. And I, I, like you said, Alo and prep, you said similar things. Like it's just relatable that sometimes you do have to decide like, all right, I'm just going to have to be a dick to get what I want right now. Um, and another she's thing, the best superstar yeah. of the year. Like, <laughs> If Roman Reigns wasn't in the company, she wins. But stick all in, Roman Reigns still my superstar of the year. <laughs> uh, me too. Um, the other thing about her is I think, like, we all – obviously we all knew Becky was good and we all liked Becky. And even though she was an afterthought, like, we all should have been able to see this coming because, like, her character was very comedic. Like, her, and puns are not usually known as, like, good comedy, but her her pun work is very, has always been very impressive. Like, I'm always <laughs> like, wow, like, I'm really impressed that she came up with that. Um, but, like, if you, if you think about, like, a lot of times com- comedic actors or, like, comedians end up being just really talented. Like Jim Carrey, who was slapstick comedian on In Living Color, Ace Ventura. And then he ends up being, like, this really talented, serious actor. Jamie Foxx, another one. Like, slapstick comedian on In Living Color. Had his show with, uh... Who else was on that show? But the Jamie Foxx show? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Well, it doesn't matter who else was on it. But, like, very slapstick comedian. And then it turns out, like, he's a musician and he can be a serious actor. And I feel like being a good comedian is just a sign of being very talented. And I feel like now we're seeing her talent that a lot of people may not have known was there. Um, But, like, as far as moving forward, there's two things I really want out of this uh, in the next two weeks, you know, on Monday and Sunday. I really want Becky to show up at Raw on Monday. Yes. I I don't want Ronda to show up at SmackDown. I think Becky has to show up at Raw because she really has been the aggressor in this. And the other thing we've already talked about, I really want Nia to cost Ronda the match because I don't want Becky to lose. And a lot of people can handle a loss, and I don't think Becky all of a sudden becomes irrelevant if she loses to Ronda. I just think, like, this is the time to do it. And, Prep, you said that earlier. What do you guys think, though? One, do you think we see Becky on Raw? And two, do you think Becky ends up being the winner in some way, shape, or form uh, next Sunday. God, I hope so. <laughs> I just want her to win. I don't even want to think about anything else. I don't care how she wins. I just want her to win because she imagine her winning the aftermath, the bragging her, you know, she, she has a million more things to talk about when it comes and she has, like, she can use that against every girl on the roster now. Yeah, like, she becomes, like, the, truly the man if she beats 
Ronda. Like the thing nobody else has been able or whoever knows will ever be able to do. Alo, what do you think the chances are of both of those two things happening? Uh, SummerSlam is a week from Sunday, right? Uh, yes. Survivor Almost Series. Yeah. Survivor yeah. Series, yeah. So, so, God, my mm, bad. Summer <laughs> Slam. Summer <laughs> Slam. Super Slam. Or Super Slam, as <laughs> some would say. But, yeah, uh, I think it's, I think they should all like kind of interact on both shows this week. Maybe, uh, maybe Becky comes to Raw, and then maybe – Seth shows up at SmackDown or some some versions of that. But since this since since next week are the go home shows, I think it's important for those guys those everybody to kind of interact a bit like they like they would do for the most part of any Survivor Series when it's brand versus brand. And I don't think Becky's going to win at all. I think they'll find a way out by like I said maybe her tapping out with her foot underneath the rope or something like that. I think it'll be some hokey finish so she didn't technically lose and she really doesn't lose anything about it and like. The whole brand supremacy thing, that, that, that's kind of a problem if you think Nia's going to cost her the match in some way because Nia's a raw, a raw person. Yeah. So it's a little bit difficult, but I expect Ronda to win with some hokey finish. Uh, yeah, I, I I feel like Ronda will win. I just feel like Becky should win. And it's she should. the right thing to do. Um, so, and what do you guys think of Nikki Cross's performance? On SmackDown with Becky, excellent, excellent. Yeah, I th- I think that her this whole run, there's this territory. It's called NXT. Okay, <laughs> she's she's had is it like a regional line. promotion? Is it? It's it's a developmental territory okay. for for the uh, big fish. <laughs> so um, f- she's she's had the storyline with Al- uh, Alistair Black. And I think that that program and her being on TV, not in a wrestling way, just in a like pure character form, has helped her character grow exponentially. So for me, I think that that is going to translate so well to the main roster because I thought that her character came across great. Yeah, I'm just glad she's there because now the best member of Sanity is there. <laughs> yeah, now Sanity can be on TV. <laughs> yeah, because the best member is there. So I was happy for, to see her but see her from that perspective. Yeah, I thought like her performance on the microphone was really good, and the match was really good too. So I was happy to see her. Do we know for sure if she's just officially there, or did they just bring her in because they were in the UK? <laughs> well, I hope I hope she stays there. I really do. So because, like I said, I, I'm dead, dead ass when I say that she's the best member in Sanity, and that can help Sanity a lot because they're doing nothing. And we, I love Sanity in NXT, but Nikki Cross is by far the best member of that group. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, so like moving forward a little bit, Drew Galloway got a win over Kurt Angle with the ankle lock submission. Now. Our, our good friend and co-host, Ek2Fly, Eric Trimbicki, shared something he copied from some publication that basically this win signifies a huge investment in Drew McIntyre. And, Go. Like, does it really? Like, I'm not saying they aren't invested in him, but are we really <laughs> saying that a win over Kurt Angle in 2018 is supposed to be, like, a big boost? Like, is... Well- well, 
the well the the sheet that my bestie that uh, quoted us quoted quoted and gave it gave to us it was comparing Brock beating Hogan in O two. Now Hogan was WWE champ, undisputed champion in O two, but that beating wrote him off television, and that was right before Brock ended up beating The Rock to win the title. So that was made to be a big deal. Now, but can we also say that Hulk Hogan is Hulk Hogan, <laughs> I, and I like I, Kurt Angle isn't that? I love yeah. Kurt. I no, like I, Kurt <laughs> way more than Hogan, but like that's not the same. Yeah, I, I understand, but honestly, who else would you have him do it against? That's a big deal. There's no Roman. <laughs> Uh, Braun, they're trying to build sympathy for him, but that's not really working. But I'll get to that. I'll get to that later because <laughs> I enjoyed every second of that. But it's like, who else you gonna make a who else you gonna make a statement against? That's a fair a, a fair point. That's, that's the only person you can make a statement against because who else is actually made to be a big deal or has any credentials on a roster anymore? The show's been in limbo for almost what a year and a half, two years because Brock's been champion and nobody else has done anything except for Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. Yeah, that's a fair point. Um, Prep, where do you fall on it? Drew McIntyre, or Galloway, as you say. <laughs> I I don't see anything happening with him, or I don't see anything happening with any male talent as long as Brock is there. Like, it doesn't matter. Brock is here, and he's the man. And I don't need to see Drew lose to Brock. Now, was there – I may be, like, making this up 100%. Were, have there been reports during the week or the last couple of days that they're, like, grooming Galloway to be the one to beat Brock? Am I making that up? That I didn't see, but all the, all the things I've seen that I haven't read, but the headline's been Drew McIntyre Drew – McIntyre, Big push and future champion stuff. That's all I've really, I haven't really read it, but that's been all the headlines I've seen. Would you guys like to see Galloway be the one to yeah. unseat Brock, or do you do you not really care one way or the other who it is? I just want Brock to lose. I I would because when McIntyre was deemed the chosen one in two thousand nine or eight, and the and two thousand eight, I believe, I was all into that because. Like they invested a lot of him into him because Vince was the one who deemed him the chosen one. So you kind of sure that he was a supposed to be a big deal. And I was all in the Drew McIntyre then, but then the backstage stuff came in the came into play, and when his wife at the time came into play, and then three and B happened, and he was gone. And he, when he came back, he mentioned that he he's grown so much since he left WWE. He came back, and now you just look when he, when he comes back, you look at him now, comparing to Vince, like wow, like this guy's. A really a real Vince guy now more than more than he was before, and I know uh, I know I talk about Bruce Pritchard's show a lot on this show, and some I learned something new also that we we all kind of know this, but Bruce talks about Vince doesn't care about in ring work, he cares about does he look you're kidding like <laughs> you're kidding <laughs> does he look like he can main event WrestleMania right. now you have to be able to be you have to be serviceable. But you have to be able to look like it. And Drew has a look. Drew can work. Drew, Drew can cut a promo. He's a good-looking guy. So I, I, I don't have. I wouldn't have a problem with it. But he'll have to get away from get away from from um from the only Shawn Michaels, Dolph Ziggler. They have to get away from, get away from him, and kind of like 
build him up a little bit more for me to believe it. But I'll, I'm not against him being champion at all. In prep, you're solidly in anyone but Brock. Yeah. Even remember, if it's Daniel uh, Cormier. <laughs> Don't even say that. I swear to God, if, if WWE brings in Daniel Cormier to beat Brock, I'm done. Well, what if they put the universal title on the line at a UFC event in a real fight? I hate that. I'll start I'll start watching Bellator or something. Okay. Fair you know what? Fair. I, I don't want to see it defended in UFC either. Um Yeah, I, I'm I'm of the a similar mind to, to prep that I, I just want to see him lose. And honestly, it could be Ryback that comes in and beats him. I'd be cool with that. <laughs> uh, and like we and like we said when Roman got hurt, it's it's wide open. But like, if you're going to get an opportunity, this is the time to get to get it. Yeah, it's just a shame guys can't like take advantage of it. They have to be like told who's getting to do what. They can't. Yeah. They can't go out there and kill it and work their way up. I feel like they already know what they want to do, or they already have an idea of a couple people that they want to get involved in it. But, but that's it. Um, Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose. Seth loses. The tag titles to AOP. Dean takes him out after the match. Uh, Ayla, I know we talked about it last week. You wanted to see some physicality. I said, we'll definitely see it next week. So we did. Were you happy with like the advancement, and did you think it was enough this week? Yeah, I think it was enough because, like I said last week, I'm not sure how they're going to build this because we got the virus that was coming up, and Seth already tied with Nakamura heading into that. And this was kind of the perfect way to actually progress this because of the fact that Rollins is defending the tag titles against the toughest team on the roster, well, the the biggest team on the roster. He ends up losing. He's It's a handicap match. There's no Ambrose there, and Ambrose shows up after to kind of rub it in and get and garner even more heat for not being there. I thought it was a good way to progress this whole thing. Yeah, and prep, I – I might be confusing you with someone else. I feel like two or three weeks ago, you were, I feel like you were excited for like the prospects of what could happen with Dean now. Am I remembering that wrong? No, I was. I was really excited. And like, how do you feel now? Uh, my, my excitement's on hold. Uh, for me, it doesn't ramp up until Dean actually cuts a promo because heel dean has to talk like the the mannerisms and the facial expressions and the you know the body language that stuff all works but once he talks that's when it like oh he's a heel you know what i mean but let's get back to the match the match was actually pretty cool i i thought seth worked his butt off and aop looked great oh yeah they, well and that that's the thing that's been a shame is like they should look great they should be formidable other than like they shouldn't be formidable like the big show and Kane were the last five years like well they're big <laughs> and they're big and you know them and we'll just send them out to act like the the guys you're scared of I feel like that's what AOP has been treated like a little bit so do you feel here's one of the thoughts I had the match was good and I was happy to see 
them get put in that spot. I thought it was cool to throw Seth into like the worst spot possible. Do you guys feel at all like the title win felt hollow the way American Alphas did? Like it just kind of happened out of nowhere. Like they didn't have a build up to it. There was no story to it. It was just like now they're champions. And it's not I don't know. Do you do you guys see it that way at all or am I way off in viewing it that way? I think you're a little off because the thing was the most the most important thing in those title losses, like for example, the Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton title loss. I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it was Bray and Randy or Randy and Luke wrestling. That was that was to progress that story. And American Alpha, which they just happened to be the team that was helping them progress the story. And the same thing with AOP and Raw. AOP and Rollins. Rollins has this thing with Ambrose. Ambrose ditched him. And AOP is the one that's the ones that's going to garner the heat and take the titles off of Rollins, so the Rollins Ambrose thing can, can continue. So I see your point, but I think you're looking at it a little a little differently. Yeah, like we were all disappointed. Like they could have done more to get American Alpha to those titles. Like yeah. we didn't feel like there was like the payoff that we could have got. And I feel like AOP was like that prep. Do you think uh, this was? a satisfying way for AOP to become tag team champs. Yeah. The, the raw tag team division needed a shot in the arm. It's, it's been, you know, with dolphin drew and then Seth and, and, uh, Dean, it's just been like, um, how do you call it? Like, like thrown together tag teams. Like it's not set tag teams. So, so making that move and, and making the ti- and giving the titles to a set tag team just make it works for me. It's fine if it's out of nowhere. It doesn't bother me. And you feel maybe like this is like a nice reset for the tag division. Yeah, for sure. Especially going into Survivor Series where there's no set program. It's just, you know, brand against brand. So they have time to show their stuff and then they'll come back to Raw and then they'll figure it out. I said I was definitely excited for one match, which was Ronda and Becky. I think that has a chance to be like a sleeper match of the night candidate, AOP in the bar. Yeah, I was just thinking about that. I was like, this could be like really, really good, or just not be, or not be really, bad, really bad. I don't think there's a middle for this. I just think it's gonna be really, really good or really bad. It's like the Trey thing Young. is, I don't even see a way that it could be bad. Yeah, I don't either, but I'm just like, I don't think there'll be a middle for it. But I think it's really good or really bad. Yeah, I I feel like I actually do have some pretty high expectations for that because the AOP are monsters, obviously, and Sheamus and Cesaro are both like monsters in their own right in a different way. And I just think that match is going to be a lot of fun. And, like, AOP had how many great tag title matches in NXT? Great. Like, I I feel like we have a chance to get something like that at Survivor Series. And even though I feel like – I want to rephrase something. I didn't ask (laughs) that question by saying, like, it was bad for them to win the tag titles that way. That was just, like, a comparison that came to mind, like – I didn't feel like it was built to, but yeah, yeah, I understand. I, it, it didn't, it didn't kind of feel like a, a, a ride to the titles. There was, yeah, no, just, there was no, there was no chase. It just like happened. Uh, yeah. And you know what though? Maybe those are two guys that don't need a chase. 
yeah. because they should be able to beat everybody anyway. Um, yeah, and even like like they haven't been predominantly featured, but just remember like a few months ago they had that run where they were in raw main events, you know, teaming mm-hmm. with the other team. So that at least they're they're credible. Right, they've been in like a prominent spot before. It's not like they were not on TV for six months or something like that. Um, so AJ and Brock, I, I'm like, like straddling the fence on this one because like, if you remember, I hated this last year because I hated the fact that AJ was going to lose. And I remember saying on the show, I'll be happy if there's like a plausible moment where AJ like has a real chance to win. And he did, and that match was great. Now I'm like, okay, I know these guys can have a good match, but I just hate Brock so much that it like I almost don't even care. Like if you told me right now this match is gonna be better than last year's match, I still might be like, eh, it doesn't matter to me. Um But that being said, I do think that these guys should have a really good match. Is there any chance that they give AJ the win? I don't know. Yeah, I have no idea. I, I don't know. I really don't. <laughs> I mean, the fact that you guys don't know tells me that you're not definitive that Brock is going to win. But the only reason I'm, I'm, I, I'm, I'm not sure is because of the fact that Brock won last year. I feel yeah, like it's for me, an opportunity what, to... what's. No, go ahead, Prep. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. But at that point, it's like, then what's the point of going back to this match if he's not going to win? Exactly. Like, <laughs> why just have the same match to have the same result? Like, there is a thing. I, I wrote about this a little bit when I was writing for TJR. I've talked about this on the show before. Like, AJ talked about when he first got signed and Vince went over the idea of his character. He was like, we want you to be, like, a bulldog. Like, that's what his song is about. That's what, like, his early run in WWE was about. And I feel like that's perfect if that's what you want his character to be. That What did he say in his promo the other night? Like, I threw everything at this guy, and it still wasn't enough. Like, that's perfect for his character if, like, he did everything he could last year, still lost, and finds a way to dig, like, just a little deeper to get it done this year. And you get to have Brock still be the champ. Nobody cares about Brock. Nobody's going to be any less interested if he loses. So to me, it's like the perfect opportunity to have AJ beat him. Yeah, I I agree. I sure hope so. It just doesn't make too much sense. Uh, Do you want to see them have some kind of contact before the match, or do you think they don't need it just because they already have that history? Nah, they don't need it. <clears throat> I, don't, I would like to see it, but I don't think they need it. Um, as long as we don't get a pull apart. Because <laughs> th- that seems to be like their go-to whenever Brock is involved. Um, <clears throat> that was everything I had in my notes, so I'm curious. Like, Was there anything else that like stood out to you guys as like being important or noteworthy or entertaining? I got a couple things. You okay. got anything, Prep? <clears throat> I got nothing. The only thing, Alo, that I wanted to talk about was Ronda and Becky. <laughs> <clears throat> Raw and SmackDown, and it's crazy. I've never 
I've never had this feeling when it came to the UK tour, but Raw and SmackDown was so throwaway. Besides that, the two segments that I'm saying that it's I was I I just didn't understand it. I was like, are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> you guys usually give them a solid show, and you're putting this out. <clears throat> well, both of my things I wanted to bring up they were uh, about the women's both women's divisions. So. First was SmackDown is with Charlotte. Now, we talked about, Prep talked about Charlotte and Ronda and how he'd rather see Becky versus Charlotte than Ronda versus Charlotte. Right. But I think they're on the road road to telling a really, really good story with Charlotte because I don't know if you guys remember last week, she was kind of like second guessing herself because she couldn't beat Becky because Paige wanted her to be the captain of SmackDown team. And she was like really second guessing herself and she didn't even show up this week on SmackDown during the announcement of the Women's Survivor Series team. So I've been on the way to a good story where <clears throat> Charlotte will probably start doubting herself and she'll, win the, she'll end up winning the Rumble, and then that's when you kind of get her to turn heel. And that's the best Charlotte we, best Charlotte there is, a heel, mm-hmm. a heel Charlotte. So I think that's a real good story and something to kind of keep, <laughs> keep your eye out on. And I have our second-ever scoop. Okay. Yeah, second uh, the second ever scoop here on Matt Madness. Uh, Uncle Dave and Stephen A will be proud <laughs> of my, my inside information. Okay. So it was brought to my attention by a friend of the show that. Are you yeah, keeping your source a secret? Yes, I'll tell okay, you guys. You're protecting your source, though. Yes, okay. I'm protecting my source. <laughs> that the reason, I don't know if you guys have noticed, but Alexa, <clears throat> Alexa Bliss is the captain of the team, but not wrestling. Right. And my source told me that they may not clear her to wrestle again because she has concussion issues Hmm. because she's had a few concussions. Wait, may not clear her again like ever? Yeah, wrestle because you know how WWE is about the concussion issues. And they're going to pull it up. Apparently, she's had about three concussions within the last few weeks from Ronda, and she may not, she might not get cleared again by the doctors to return. Oh, IWC is going to turn on Ronda now because she's unsafe. Yeah. Apparently, not many girls want to work with Ronda because she's been hurting the talent in the ring. But the but the, but the WWE hasn't WWE has yet to tell her anything about it. So, like her coming out in street clothes. But my God, gorilla! But uh, <laughs> coming out in the street clothes and playing that kind, of, playing that little that GM role, yeah, well, the captain role along with Baron Corbin. Don't be surprised if you see her in that role more often. That, that with that being the reason why. So this could be like a page scenario. Yes, and I think Alexa would make an excellent like assist. Can you imagine her as Baron Corbin's assistant? Yeah, I would love every second of it because Baron, Baron Corbin is like a hidden jewel in WWE as, as the as the uh, per, not the permanent but the temporary GM. I love what he did on Raw. <clears throat> he's like, he's like, if Raw Strowman's on Team Raw, but it's about business. We're about Raw. I know, I may, I know, I screwed him at the title. Like he was a, a gem on Raw. Where was he hiding? Hiding and Charlie gave up his location. Um. Some studio or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Charlie gave his location. He was so mad. Like, Baron Corbin was a, a, a hidden gem this past week overall. I enjoyed every second of him on TV. This character has been the best <laughs> thing they've ever done for him. 
And as far as Alexa, like, she doesn't need to be a wrestler to be an entertaining part of the show. Like, like if you look at Sasha, as much as I love Sasha, she needs the wrestling portion yeah. to be a big part of the show. Bailey, same thing. Alexa can can be an entertaining, interesting part of the show without being a wrestler. So, yeah, I mean, and, that's and, good and, for her that she she has that ability to still be a part of it without actually being in the ring. Yeah, and God damn it, damn it, you heard it here on Matt Madness first. <laughs> yeah, that's a very interesting scoop. Was not expecting that. And, I mean, obviously, I, I feel bad if that's if that's the case. You never want to see that happen because, yeah, she's young. She can't be much more than, like, 28, right? No, I, I think she's a year old, younger than me. She's, like, 26, 27. I, yeah. I think we're the same age, or she's a year younger than me. Like, her and Paige, it really is a weird very similar situation if, if they both have to call it a career that young. Um, yeah, same thing with Jason Jordan. They might not clear him either. Uh, we've never talked about it on the show, I don't think. And I've never brought it up because I don't want to acknowledge that it could be true. <laughs> because for a while there, he was my favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I would love to see Jason Jordan back. And hopefully, hopefully that's hopefully that's something that isn't true, but... I do have a, a sinking feeling that it is, and obviously would rather him have a healthy life than come back and be Kurt Angle's son again just for me to laugh <laughs> a little bit every week. Um, anything else from Raw or SmackDown? Uh, I think that's about it. Uh, are we ready for Pash's Indie Inquiry? Yes. Prep, do you want to intro it? <clears throat> Yeah, the match this week that we watched was Mr. Fun Size Marco Stunt versus He's Not Human PCO. <laughs> who wants to go first? I know uh, I I should uh, just go to somebody instead of asking who. Um, <laughs> so, Ayla, I'll let you go first. Okay, yeah, I'll go. Uh, I don't know who sings his entrance song. I don't, <laughs> I don't remember, but I love every second of that. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot the artist. But I thought it was hysterical, and this is perfect. And uh, I'm not sure if you guys watch Stranger Things, but he reminds me a lot of Dustin, and Dustin's the best thing on Stranger Things. Is that the one with the teeth? Toothless, yeah. Yes. So he's the best thing on Stranger Things to me. (laughs) And uh, a lot like last week, I know Pash talked about he loved the the fat loved the little man big man dynamic. And it worked to me this week. Say they like really <laughs> dived into the little man, big man in this yeah. match. <laughs> like I couldn't stop laughing when they said Marco's going to kill you, Chance. <laughs> <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that. Hey, look, this was only your second time seeing Marco, right? Yeah, but but I, this is actually my first because remember in the over the budget battle royal, I was in line for merch, so I didn't really catch it, get a chance to see. It. I just saw a flip win it at the end. Yeah, but. True. Yeah, I, I enjoyed this match, and the fact that he was given props at the end of it, I thought was great. I, I like the fact that every time he had a little bit of offense, kind of like David Starr last week, anytime he had a chance to get any offense in, he quickly got shut down. But I really did enjoy this match, I thought it was a lot, I thought it was a lot of fun. Uh, Prep, did you want to talk about it all, or do you want to hear my thoughts first? Yeah, no, I'll go real quick. Okay. So the I I don't know what it is. But uh, PCO first, let me just cover PCO because I have very little to say about him. Okay. I really like his resurgence is like confusing to me because he's not like amazing. 
in a world where we're so worried about like work rate nowadays, well, the internet, not us particularly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't understand. But the fact that he uh, works so, like, he works hard, so I, I can respect that. For Marco Stunt, for me, the appeal is his his look and his size. The fact that he's shorter than me is hilarious. I <laughs> By a, a significant margin. Yeah, I took a picture with him at uh, StarCast this past summer, or this the, a couple months ago, and he is so short. Like, if he were to shave his head, he would be, like, another six inches shorter. <laughs> yeah, I, I looked him up, and he's 5'2". Yeah, that's crazy. Like, he's just a sh- he's he's just a little bit taller than Jen. Wow. But as far as the match, in the beginning, when Marco, like, goes out of the ring and the ref comes out to check on him, and he gets kind of scared about the ref because he didn't know it was behind him. <laughs> that was hilarious. In the matches that I've seen from Marco Stunt, he always has the spot where he, like, backs into his opponent and then gets grabbed. Yeah. <laughs> and I've seen, like, six or seven matches of his, and it has yet to get old. I love that spot every time. And his uh, the last note I have on him, his selling – so good the way he wobbles <laughs> i love that like his legs like he's always has that like the really wobbly legs yeah uh i would i would agree with him being very good at selling in the ring which having his appearance and like physical dimensions he has to he w- it wouldn't work any other <laughs> way unless he had that ability um so for me, I there was like a certain charm just to the video looking like my mom recorded it on her camcorder in 1989. <laughs> um, Welcome then, to the Andes, Pat. Yeah, and then in addition to that, I appreciated that Marco Stunt basically had the same physique I had in 1989 when I was 10. <laughs> <laughs> um, PCO, obviously I remember him from way back in the day. Um, and he was never like a standout guy for me at that time. Um, but he, I feel like he was taking a lot of like Undertaker and Kane elements. Um, mm-hmm. he, the guy did a, a damn moonsault. I didn't see that <laughs> one coming. Uh, the, the DQ finish might have been a little better for me had I known who it was that ran in. Yeah. Or why, and I didn't. Um, I just assume it's a um, somebody that's feuding with Marco um, in CCW. I loved the idea that, like, uh, Pierre Carl Ouellette is a guy we need to give this microphone to after the match. Like, as if he's like, you got Stone Cold Steve Austin there. Like, we need to get this guy on a microphone as soon as this match ends. But I liked that he gave him so much respect. Uh, I did think the match was really fun, like Alo mentioned earlier, how much they played into the big man, little man stuff. Um, and, like, the other thing I appreciate is it shows you how much more there is to pro wrestling than what we regularly see. And I thought that crowd was really good. It was a really positive crowd. The only thing that bothered me a little bit was that one dickhead who, who like, 
tried to buy the hat from Marco yes. Stunt for a little <laughs> bit too long. Like, dude, let it go. He's not coming over with the hat. Stop injecting yourself into this. But other than that, like, the crowd was just a really good crowd. They participated in a really fun way. They made the match more fun, especially because there was no commentary on it. So I thought the crowd played, like, an important factor in this being enjoyable. Um, And I looked up PCO on Google, too, uh, after I watched it. And I looked at some of the, like, video stuff he had done in, like, conjunction with him coming back. And it is weird (laughs) like i don't know i don't know where this idea came from i don't know what made him do it i mean he is huge for a 50 year old guy who like i don't remember him being like a monster back then but he's like a monster now and yeah i I feel like he's been 50 for 25 years (laughs) so he's he's 75 now yeah and still looks great still doing moonsaults at 75 um yeah, I thought this was a fun addition to to Pash's Indie Inquiry. Um, I liked the little white gates that looked like the little thing you'd put up when you have a baby, like you put it by the steps. <laughs> 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 like the little gate. Uh, I, I enjoyed that as like the, the barriers. Uh, no, it was a really fun match, and Marco Stunt is a guy that like, if he was going to be at like a House of Hardcore show or something, I'd be like excited to see him, so... And I don't know, I wouldn't necessarily be excited to see PCO because I have no real investment in him. But, like, it is very impressive that the guy has made himself relevant as, like, not a great worker and not a big name from the past that he's somehow relevant in 2018. I also read that he had a win over Walter. <laughs> like, yeah, that, well, that's, that's, the, that's the breakout match for PCO at uh, Mania Weekend was him versus Walter. Was that if a you, spring break? You, or that no? was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So if you Google PCO, you see the picture where he's like showing his chest purple. Mm-hmm. That was Walter. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fun. It, it, was, it was a nice one uh, to throw in here. Now, do you have a an indie inquiry for next week? I do. Now, I'm, I'm trying. So with every week... I'm continuing to try to bring different names, you know, some some names that you may know but have never seen. So we're going to continue that this week and also like a different match style. So we're going to have a triple threat match. Okay. From Fest Wrestling, which I believe an old friend of the show used to work with. But uh, we got Serpentico versus Darby Allen. Versus someone that Alo knows pretty well, Swerve Shane Strickland. Hmm. Oh. Okay. I'm down. Well, this should be good. I look forward to this one. What you said it was infest? Infest, yeah. Okay. Um I look forward to that. Um All right. Well, I he's an unofficial recorded friend of the friend of the network, I think. Yeah. They did <laughs> Derek definitely did an interview with him that I don't know. I don't remember if it ever aired. I'm not sure. I know if it ever did air, it aired like two or three it weeks after day. it was supposed to. Like I something think it was happened. Yeah, yeah, he lost I forget something. Like that. Yeah, I, I didn't. I I forgot about that. But yeah, some there was some issue like that where they did an interview and 
it like took a long time to to get it aired if it ever did i really don't remember if it did it was a couple years ago i think um all right do we have any listener questions yeah uh before we get the questions i I just i just need the listeners to know did any of you guys any of you guys catch crown jewel no no okay i'm happy for you (laughs) so it was it lived up to our worst expectations yeah because i skimmed through it i think i was like doing laundry and folding clothes so i just had it on the background and uh they like i said they didn't mention the name saudi arabia at all they just said they were in riyadh (laughs) like i said they would do and uh the, the 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 Triple H, the DX, Brothers of Destruction match, yikes. <laughs> uh. I can't believe I didn't bring up the biggest story in wrestling. What is WWE going to do moving forward with Triple H on the shelf due to injury? <laughs> oh, thank you for saying that. By the <laughs> way, Daniel Bryan and The Miz, co-captains, I'm all for it. That is, that is all- really good. I forgot to put that down, but that is a really good idea. I loved every second of that like you want to agree like did we just wait did we just agree i, I, I don't like it. <laughs> i loved mrs like backstage segment where he's on the phone and Dad. so do you want me for any signings <laughs> no oh they want becky <laughs> so good so good and a small detail is like you know in those uh on the phone segments, the purse is never on the phone, mm-hmm. but the Miz was actually on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just something something I always appreciate. Yeah. But like that that whole thing between the Miz and Brian as captain, I loved every second of it. And the, and uh, Brian snapping at, at the end of the show, I thought, I thought that was fun. And and Shane, and uh, Brian, uh, Miz saying that me him and Shane are two thirds of the best in the world. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was a good choice to do that. We have a question from a friend of the show, <coughs> Kevin Fenty. Okay. All right. It's a non-wrestling-related question. Like I said, this is probably more directed to you, Patch. Okay. And like I said, this man's a, ma- a man of many traits. So yeah. <laughs> I'm currently typing this while in a Western political philosophy class. And the question just came to mind, came to mind, because a lecturer is currently speaking on freedom. So my question for this week is: Can you guys now say that there is some sense of political freedom in the U.S. after the midterm election results yesterday? Plus, I started listening to Ronnie vs. the World <laughs> as well. Very interesting podcast this week. The comparison Ron made was very spot on. <laughs> so for anyone who doesn't listen to Ronnie versus the world, I compared the dark Knight to basically the world with Donald Trump as president and did a lot of comparing to the Joker and Donald Trump. Um, Don, I, I meant to actually reply to Donovan because he commented on one of my posts about it saying, Oh, my favorite movie. And I wanted to tell him like, you're probably not going to like this because I said <laughs> the movie wasn't as good as everybody thinks it is. I meant to tell him that, but I forgot. I will not take your socialist slander. <laughs> wait, 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 I thought you said you didn't like The Dark Knight Rises, not The Dark Knight. Oh, I, I hated The Dark Knight Rises. I like The Dark Knight. I'll, if it's on, like, if if, I, if we finish this and it's on, I'll watch it. But I think it's, like, not as good as people think it is. I think, like, the story is a mess. It's all over the place. 
And I think Heath Ledger is so good that people don't realize the flaws in the movie. Um, well, my, my, my thing with those movies are, well, being The Dark Knight Rises and The Dark Knight, they're not Batman movies. They're not Batman movies. <laughs> Which is is true. <laughs> yeah. Like, he's definitely overshadowed by the villains in both yeah. of those movies. Yeah, like, they're good movies. I'm not saying mm-hmm. they're bad, but they're not Batman movies. Yeah, which is probably smart that the only one that's a true Batman movie is called Batman Begins, and the name <laughs> yes. Batman isn't in the other two. Yeah. Um, so the question, though, was do I feel like there's, there's more freedom than... Before the the midterms, was that the the way it was worded? Uh, there's a there's a sense of some political freedom in the U.S. after the midterm elections yesterday. Okay, well, Kevin, thank you for the, for the question and thank you for listening to this and Ronnie versus the world. I appreciate it. Um, so I don't feel like there's more of a sense of political freedom. I do feel like there is a little bit more of a balance of power, which is good. Um, I still think voter suppression is like a huge deal in this country. And there is unfortunately one party that I feel like wants to deploy voter suppression. uh, And the other party isn't willing to fight hard enough to put an end to it. Um, So I, I feel like that every voice is not heard in this country the way it should be. So I don't feel like there's more of a sense of political freedom, but I do feel like there is a movement against our current politics, and I feel like the power has shifted a little bit uh, to where it's not as one-sided as it has been the last two years with a Republican president, Republican Senate, and a Republican House of Representatives. Um, And hopefully in 2020, I will be able to answer that, yes, I do feel like there is more political freedom, unfortunately. We have just about two more years to go before we get to there. Um, but thank you for the question. Uh, anything else we have before before we uh, close it out? Yeah, we got another question from Young Wolf on Instagram. Okay. I'm not sure if any of us can answer this, but what was the better show? All In or Jericho's Cruise? I can answer this. <laughs> of course you, you can. You answer it, Prep. All In was the better show. I was there with two of the three of my best friends. Mm-hmm. And the Jericho Cruise, I'm good. I don't want to see wrestling on a ship. I will throw up. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would be worried about throwing up, too. So I obviously wasn't at either show. I did watch All In, though. And I was the only one who didn't see it live that was on the show. I revered it. I said how good it was, how entertaining it was to watch live on TV. Well, not live on TV, but to watch it on TV. I would, I would put it this way. I think as far as a wrestling show is concerned, it has to be all in because of how historic it was, how important it was, and how like unconventional it was and how well put together and how well they pulled it off. I would say as far as an all-encompassing event, it would probably be the Jericho Cruise because that's what it is. It's a cruise. It's like more than just a wrestling event. So that's the way I would I would put it. What about you, Alo? Oh, God. Imagine being on a cruise for, for like three days with wrestling fans. Oh, Alo, <laughs> do we know how many people were on that cruise? I, I, I don't know. Let's say there were a thousand people on it. 
if I was on that cruise for three days with that group of people, I don't know if 900 would have made it. <laughs> there there probably would have been into triple digits missing people by the time we got back to shore. The only bright spot is you might catch Brandy walking around a few times. But I don't know that, that might have been enough to keep me from throwing somebody over the side. She did post a few pictures during that cruise that definitely would have raised my spirits. So maybe a hundred people wouldn't have gone missing. Maybe were maybe like nine hundred and fifty would have made it home <coughs> to their loved ones. <laughs> but def- but I'll say all in. The, the cruise did look fun, but I just can't fathom spending three days with wrestling. <laughs> wrestling yeah, like, fans. like no doubt, no doubt. I'm sure it was a really, really fun time, but I can't imagine the actual wrestling aspect of it was as good as All In. I can't just yeah. can't believe it. Um, although it's just such a different atmosphere, you know what I mean? Like it'd be such a different atmosphere than any of us have ever been in for a wrestling show. Mm-hmm. So maybe, but I'm going to go with all in just because I actually saw it and I actually really loved it. Um, yeah, I, I think it did sell out too. the cruise. It did. I, I remember, I remember seeing him tweeting about it. Um, so I guess that's the show. Um, we don't have uh, we don't have a, a stump alo this week, but I'm sure it will be back next week. Um, Joel Embiid, I know you're in the middle of a game right now, so if you have some time when it ends, uh, you could you could join us by the end of the night or sometime in the near future. LeBron, even though you're all the way out on the West Coast, and even though I do still feel unbelievably betrayed by you, <laughs> uh, I still have a throne waiting for you, and we would love to talk to you. Listen to the Throwback Madness and Unsanctioned Libraries. Check out Falls Count Anywhere. Check out The Perfect Edge. Subscribe on iTunes. Five-star ratings and reviews. Alo, you might as well move some merch. Yes, yeah, so what a maneuver.net to embrace the madness. Cuffing season's upon, the, cuffing season's upon us. <laughs> Onesies, you need them. I like that the cuffing season has just become a part of this promo now. Like, it's just, yes. it's in there. Yeah, yeah. because, because I, I, I know I know my brethren. <laughs> you do, very well. I, I, I know, I know y'all. <laughs> yeah, I, I, like, know. I like that now every week I can count on that being in there. Um, yes, and, and happy, birthday, happy birthday to a friend of the show, Nick Albus. Yes, happy birthday. I saw that he uh, replied to the, I think it was an Instagram post. Yes. Um, so clearly he appreciated the birthday wishes. Happy birthday to, what is it, the National Treasure? Yes. So happy birthday to the National Treasure. Uh, for uh, Preptagon Jr., Josh Prep Igina. For Mr. Wednesday Night Live, we call him Alo. The ladies call him Balo, Aaron Lloyd. I am Ron Pashery, and we will see you next week. Hop on the top rope, by the land with his elbow. Got him now, put him down right now, hit him with the palm handle. Tuning up the band, y'all don't understand. This is Superman, it's a summer slam. Here we go again, fans mocking man. Man, I hate my balls, shut the Vince McMahon. It ain't shake the land off the cell. Fans love it, ain't hard to tell. Talking madness, awesome well. What I'm cooking, man, y'all off the smell.